Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to another episode on Talk Architecture Podcast with your host, Naziati Muhammad Yaakob. With reference to the recent couple of episodes that I had earlier, um, there is a post that one of my Facebook friend um had posted and I commented upon it where I mentioned about the two cents of comments. One is um, to do with the architect's responsibility as a profession and educating your client. So the Facebook friend said, in the real world out there, client is above you and they will be insulted if you think you can educate them. I uh, have experienced a few. I mostly actually know what they like and dislike. Uh, true to residential projects especially. And you, the architect, are mere tools to realize their dream. Well, some are unsure of their form, space, and image of the project, mostly commercial projects but you can and should educate them on the best possible solution you think fit the requirements. In summary, nothing is clear-cut in the business of architecture. And I I mentioned this, I replied to this uh, comment, uh, replying to my earlier comment on uh, architects should educate their clients. So I guess uh, educate means to actually... um, give a valuable insight and here i mentioned that i'm sure you experience a lot in practice but based on understanding the nature of people they would appreciate you giving some insights and bringing value to your services rather than just following what they ask without discussion and debate after you said what you need to say giving that valuable insights of course they will want to talk a lot and even scold you back but they but that is because they appreciate that you gave them that valuable insight, although they react with emotions. Listening to them and being able to hear them out is that great service that you do, after which you will again be able to underline your thoughts later. And this is something that we know about human psychologies, because, yeah, that's the topic for today, psychology and dealing with clients or any human beings who are buying from you in architecture practice um, regarding professional relationships where client is not having a personality disorder. So I know they're very, very uh, difficult clients, and let's say there are 1% of them, but the rest are people who appreciate the value that you give to your service um, I'll get right to it with the example, for example, um, when we talk about identity and we talk about uh, certain characteristics um, of human scale and proportion in which you could um, have it in your in the project and the client said this is something that is, they cannot appreciate it, but you would give a valuable insight way you would say that this would make it much more humane or much more um, 
feel a bit more cozier and that is the attraction. If it's a commercial project, for example, like a retail shopping area or cafes, um, and then having this feature here would make it better in terms of the ventilation and um, especially cross-ventilation in a tropical country and the ceilings being a bit higher would create that feel where if you have a lot of people coming into this space, it won't feel so hemmed in and stuff like that. You're giving valuable insights and, and the client will appreciate it. What, how people react is anything. They could be just like you're trying to date someone, you know, they are like hide and seek or they would react it with, oh, I know that as if you are, um, saying something that is um, condescending or something like that because they, they, they react to something. But that's part of dealing with people. And, and we just have to go in there and, and be brave and not think of what they say to be a personal uh, attack or it's not a personal thing when you deal with client. At the end of the day, Professional relationships is just that. Those transactions, uh, what do you call it in psychology? You call it um, uh, transference in terms of uh, going back and forth. And what you do is, after giving your valuable insight, you just listen to them, listen to the client, and they will um, let out their feelings express themselves in words and there are all sorts of clients some are verbal some are non not so verbal some would react the next day or react react a week later or what do you think do you think it makes sense you would say to your client and then and the client say yeah it makes sense i think we could try that and i guess this is the education that I'm talking about. That there is a learning, a collaboration between you and the client rather than the client is above you. The client says whatever and you just have to follow. Is that what an architect should do? I mean, let's face it. We are developing interpersonal skills. We're developing um, ways and means how to make ourselves a much better person at selling and convert and trying to maintain our clients so in any given situation there's valuable insights that you're giving to them and then they will react to it and then you could underline some of the statements that they had, they had said now sometimes it may not seem fair whatever that feedback that you get from the client but don't take it personally. So that is my uh, kind of two cents worth of um, discussion on this topic of educating the client. And it could be not confrontational. It could be uh, uh, something that is part and parcel of the how you deal with the client, um, getting to have a situation where you can have a conversation, 
a dialogue with something about architecture. And if you are a person who want to better yourself, better in being a salesperson, better in being in the business side of thing, or selling your ideas, not necessarily that it is a at, during the presentation stage. It could be part of the discussion because nowadays we we communicate a lot with with um, uh, all sorts of social media and uh, platforms and also um, chat platforms and and obviously I'm talking about the client who is making the decision or is the one that is given the power to make the decision on behalf of the company. And it's a human relationship thing. Even though it's a professional relationship, it's still human relationship. There are emotions, there are feelings that people need to express. So the client will express those emotions. I think the client paying you doesn't mean that you just be a draftsperson or just an illustrator. But what is it to be an architect? To be an architect is that you understood the design problem and some of them is need some decision making and having the client to be involved in that decision making of the design problem and giving their own feelings about it is a good thing because it's a going back and forth of, of uh, feeding ideas and brainstorming which end up with problem solving. So in any situation, um, you know, in the morning, that's the day is new. Uh, people would uh, start the day off right with having a good conversation. Uh, because the perception of thinking about the client is that you have to be perfect. And the expectation that you put upon yourself mean that you need to get a quick decision from the client it's your perception of how to deal with the client it could be that you could deal with the client in a much more relaxed manner and having a conversation a dialogue about architecture because the client don't know about architecture they would appreciate your comment about architecture you know the sense of skill proportion or the sense of architecture that has some sort of malaysian identity for example or even the topic of universal design you would know because you know through being a good designer that the main circulation area should all be very seamless and not have change of levels. But if the decision is to have access uh, more seamless, but getting to another level will be non-seamless, or that you can't get the levels to be as gradual as you could, and it will be not a good uh, design in terms of, you know, uh, accessibility. So, you know, the decision is to get to an, the entrance part is when you overcome that part and you get to that level where most of the circulation happen. Perhaps it's an institutional building or public building or office or shopping mall or retail space. And when, and when you explain to the client about universal design, universal access, and it's not a, just a compliant thing to check and tick the boxes. When you talk about accessibility from your point of view and empathetically with 
people who have difficulties in access. Then your client think, oh, that makes sense. I want more people to come in. I want more of families, grandfathers, grandmothers using wheelchair to come to my um, facility uh, or the, the, the shops that the tenants that I'm going to have. So it makes sense to get them sorted out at the at the front and then later it'll be just seamlessly traveling around so that they themselves can independently go from one shop to another. So when you are understanding about this, these sort of um, ideas, it makes sense in terms of when, when the client hear of your ideas and, and the brainstorming that ensue would be the dialogue or the conversation that, that um, you carry on, you could, you could, problem solve the decision making that you need to do. So when we talk about the psychology in dealing with clients um, who is buying from you, buying the value and insights from you in architectural practice, and these clients would appreciate very much that you give them these valuable insights and Enhance some. Um, that's the sort of education that I meant um, when I talk about educating the client. It's not so technical, you see. It's just something quite common. Spaces that are comfortable, beautiful, accessible. And um, if you educate yourself first, and then you can educate your client later, and and that will be a good collaboration between you and your client. Thank you very much for listening.